How many loves your pastor? How many knows you can't make it without a man of God in your life? Huh? I tell people all the time, boy, if you can't trust the man of God, you're in the wrong house. You got to have a man of God in your life. And I'm going to talk a couple minutes because I ain't never been here and I know you're going to be checking me out. I already know that. But see, I done got you fooled. See, I've been in the back checking you out. See, I, I'm all right. You know, I'm all right. So I feel all right. I feel good. I don't always go by what I feel because feel is only seven times in the Word of God. I go by what I know. It's 717 times in the Word of God. You can't go by what you feel. You've got to go by what you know. Even when you don't feel Him, He's still working. Even when things ain't going your way, He's still working. See, God is not just some uh, blowed-up God. He's not some God stuck off in a corner, but He's alive and well. Now, listen, we done, we done worshipped Him in singing. See? All right? Some was just praising. Some was worshipping. See, anybody can praise, but only a few people can worship. See, because praise is this way and worship is this way. And the only way a true worshiper can be, you've got to be in alignment with the man of God. So if you're not in alignment with the man of God, you're not a worshiper, you're a praiser. But you need to move from praising into worship because anybody can praise him. Even the devil knows how to praise. But only a few people know how to worship. So you've got to be in alignment with the man of God to be a worshiper. So I, I, I could feel the spirit of worship in the house. And I like that because Jesus is going to move today. Look at your neighbor and tell him you look better than I do. Now, some of you might have to ask Jesus to forgive you. <laughs> I tell people all the time, you might have to repent before we even start. <laughs> You look better than I do. Tell your neighbor, don't don't mess with the flow on my row. Just tell them. Tell them, don't mess with the flow on my row. You know what I'm saying? Look, y'all tweeting already. <laughs> don't mess with the flow on my row. You say, what do you mean? Because the Holy Ghost, when it breaks out, you might need a little room. I said, when the Holy Ghost gets to moving, you might need a little space. Do I got some worshipers in here or do I just got some church bumpers? Do I got do I got some worshipers in here? I don't want you sitting like no knot on a deal pickle because Jesus is about to bless somebody in here. God's about to touch somebody in here. There's about to be a shift change in the atmosphere. Hey, Ray, about Sunday. I, I know where God's about to go, and I need to know, do I got somebody in here that says, I'm about to be blessed, I'm about to be changed, something is about to happen in my spirit. So I want you to get ready. If you ain't got the Holy Ghost, congratulations, today's your day. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, today you go going swimming. If you need a miracle, if you need deliverance, if you need the Holy Ghost, you're going to get it. You say, how do you know? Because God don't lie. He said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He said, it's going to happen in here. We're going to preach in a few minutes, but I want you to get ready because I want your spirit to be open. You see, when you don't know me, you, it's hard for you to open your spirit. But you see, you're not opening your spirit to me anyway. I'm just a man. you got to open your spirit to God. Ain't nobody going to blow on you today with bad breath and you get your miracle. Ain't nobody going to rub no Jesus juice on you for $25 like Peter Popoff and you get your miracle. All right, but if you say, God, I'm opening my spirit to you, God said, get ready. I'm going to quit walking with you, and I'm about to walk in you. 
God said, I'm about to step up in your stuff and I'm about to do something miraculous. You got to believe that God's going to do it. You might as well go on and dance in advance and say, I'm about to get a miracle. I'm, I'm about to be set free. Something is about to change. There's about to be a shift change in the atmosphere in this house. Are you all right? Are you good? Are we going to have church? I mean, my guy, we ain't got but one service. We might as well go on and do it. What y'all going to do when we go to two services? Are you still going to be saved? We're about to go to two services. We pack up in here like sardines. People ain't going to like that too much longer. Don't fall out. You need to grow this church where you're having three and four services on Sunday. Got a lost world out there. You ready? All right, let's go to the Word of the Lord, all right? Everybody good? You looked at me long enough? Now, I'm going to go on and tell you, I'm a redneck. I can't help it. I'm a country boy. I can't help it. See, some of y'all think y'all from the country. I'm from the country. A busy day by my house is about six cars. That's the truth. That's the mailman. That way and that way, too. Less than 3,000 people in my whole town. Ain't got a red light in my whole county. Am I from the country or what? So I'm a redneck. So if I do a little something stupid, you just say, bless him, Lord. He a redneck. He a country boy. I'm a little ghetto. I can't help it. That's why I was raised. And I apologize. But we're going to have fun. All right? We're going to have fun. You ready? We're going to have fun. I'm telling you now we're going to have fun. Now, if you easily offended, get on up here and let me pray for you now and get that devil off of you so you can have, so you can have the fun for the rest of the service. If you don't like to laugh and have fun, you need to move and go down to Jimmy Swagger's church or something. But we're going to have fun here. Pastor, thank you for letting me come. All right? If y'all get mad, don't get mad at me. I didn't ask to come. He asked me to come. If I do something you don't like, don't get mad at me. Just look at him. So today when service is moving and something goes, if you don't, you just go. If it get too bad, we'll fan him over there. Somebody will use your oxygen tank and hook him up. It'll be all right, Pastor. It'll be all right. It won't be long. All right, you ready? The Bible said I'm going to give him one heart. Uh, he said I'm going to put a new spirit within you. He said, I'm going to take the stony heart out of their flesh. And he said, and then I'm going to give them a heart of flesh. He said, and it's going to come to pass that after that I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Not some, but all. He said, your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. He said, old men are going to dream dreams and young men are going to see visions. And he said, also upon the servants and the handmaiden in those days will I pour out of my spirit. I'm going to pour out of my spirit. He said, my favorite scripture, he said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the old thing to be passed away. He said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He said, Old things are passed away, but behold, all things are become new. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know where you come from. I don't know what's been going on. I, I don't know nobody here, but here's what I do know. The old man is about to die, and the new man is about to be resurrected. And God said, I'm about to do something in here that you've been looking for and you've been asking for, and there's about to be a shift change in the atmosphere. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He said, old things are passed away, but behold, all things are become new. Anybody in the building, you ready for a miracle in this house? Anybody in the building, you ready for God to do something miraculous in your body, your mind, your spirit in here? Huh? Anybody ready for change to be broken off of your body, your, your mind, and your spirit, and you're looking for deliverance to happen in this house here today? And you're looking for God to do anybody in here? So let me preach just for a few moments. Now, I'm not a long preacher. We might hang out in the altar a little while, but I don't preach very long. All right? So you, you, you're going to have to buckle up and listen quick. I got the helicopter ministry. It's that, we ain't, I, that, I can't help it. So my wife told me one day, she said, baby, you need to slow down. I said, baby, I'm not getting paid by the hour. I'm getting paid by the job. <laughs> yeah, that's it, baby. We ain't playing. All right? So therefore, if any man's in Christ, a new creature, old things passed away, but behold, all things are new. Let me preach for just a couple moments, all right, about don't judge my future by my past. Uh-oh, see, I got like some all rights and a couple head now because you got scared. Right there you say, whoa, we can't talk about my past. See, when I said that and you've been saved and sanctified and washed by the blood of Jesus, you should have been falling out. Should have been shouting and screaming and bucking and snorting, thinking I know what I used to be, but I know what I am now. So we're going to preach a couple minutes about don't judge my future by my past. If you've been redeemed, you ought to be giving him a hand clap right now. If you've been set free, you ought to be giving him a hand clap right now. If God's ever done something miraculous in your body, you ought to be clapping right now. Here we go. The Bible said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What kind of power are you going to receive? Now, if the regular old evangelist, he's going to say, well, you're going to receive power to be, uh, you know, do this. Mm. You're going to receive a power to do mm. You know, I don't need all that going on. But I'm telling you, the Bible said uh, you're going to receive power to be a witness. I'm here to tell the church if you ain't witnessing, you probably don't got the Holy Ghost. Here we go. We're already starting. Here we go. So I'm telling somebody in here, I'm not going to let the devil judge my future by my past because my past has been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I'm here to tell somebody my God is not a dead God. He's not a dried up God. He's not some God that is stuck off in a corner. But my God is alive and well. I'm here to tell somebody that my God is water when I'm thirsty. He's bread when I'm hungry. He's a friend that will stick closer to a brother. He's a bridge over troubled water. He's a great intercessor of all mankind. The God that I serve, He is light. He is love. He is longevity. But more than that, He is Lord. When you're in the house of God, God can do anything. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what the lawyer says. I don't care what your neighbors say. When God gets ready to bless somebody, He's going to bless somebody. I'm here to tell somebody in the building. We need to get rid of stinking thinking. Get a check up from the neck up and say, I'm about to get a blessing. I'm about to be set free. Something is about to change in the atmosphere. 
You say, how do you know it's going to happen? Because God cannot lie. I said, God cannot lie. I'm here to tell us in this building that God absolutely can do anything. He said, old things are passed away, but behold, all things are become new. In this house here today, God wants to bless every person in this house. God wants to touch every person in this house. I don't care what kind of sickness. I don't care what kind of disease. I don't care what kind of problem is going on. My God is alive and well. My God can do anything in this house. He's a problem solver. He's a soul satisfier. He's a body healer. He is a way maker. And his name is Jesus Christ. We got to believe that God can do anything in here. You got to get it in your spirit that God can handle anything in here. Somebody needs to put their foot on the neck of the devil and tell the devil you don't got no power in here. You don't have no dominion in here. You're nothing but a liar. You're nothing but a deceiver. You are the father of lies and the truth isn't in you. I got to believe that God can do anything. God can handle anything. There's not one thing that we're going through that God can't fix. I believe that when we pray, the Bible said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That Bible said, if you ain't got faith for yourself, he said, get two or three more. And out of your mouth, uh, let every word be established. What Jesus was saying, he said, if you are 50% faith, you need to get you two twenty-fives and make a hundred. If you are 80% faith, you need to get you two tens and make a hundred. I'm telling you, if you are 20% faith, you need to get you two forties and make a hundred. That Bible said, join up with somebody and say the word of faith. I'm here to tell somebody your miracle is in your mouth. What you say is what you're going to get. What you speak, that's what's going to happen. That's why you got to stand flat-footed and tell the devil, I am blessed and highly favored. I've been washed and sanctified. By the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to back away. I'm not going to get detoured, deluded, or delayed. Because God is alive and well in this house. you got to believe that God can do anything. What you say is what you're going to get. That's why I don't use the words impossible, incredible, and unbelievable. Them words are negative. There'll be people leave service today. You'll get on old fake book. I tell people all the time, your thumbs will say way more than your lips will ever say. You'll get on old fake book. You'll say, we had unbelievable church today. What that just meant was, is your church wasn't believable. We had incredible church today. What you said was, is church ain't credible. See, what you say is what you get. What you speak, that's what God does. See, what you decree and declare, that's what God... See, the Word is powerful. Problem is, we got to read the Word to know what the Word's doing. That Word is what's going to change you. It ain't going to be better music. It ain't going to be more giving. It ain't going to be better outreach. It's the Word. See, when the Word, oh my Lord, when the Word gets a hold of you and the Word starts moving in you, something's going to change. My whole life I heard Peter walking on the water, walking on the water, walking on the water. Anybody ever heard that story? Peter walking on the water. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Peter didn't walk on the water. You say, oh my God, he out the Bible. 
No, you just need to read it. You say, what you mean? I'll show you. Peter in the boat, got all his buddies with him. I don't know if they had a telescope, but we're going to act like they did. They're looking out there. They say, you think that Jesus out there? Them guys say, oh, yeah, that got to be Jesus. Peter said, why do you think that's Jesus? He said, well, he got long hair. He dark complected, got a white robe on and sandals and a beard. Yep, that's Jesus. That's what he looked like on a funeral fan. Ain't but two people on a funeral fan. Who is it? Jesus and who? Martin Luther. I can't believe y'all don't know that. And one of them comes off when you want to put the church advertisement on it. I used to carry a funeral. I got a funeral fan. <laughs> I told y'all, I knew y'all was going to get bent out of shape about that. Peter said, you better look again. They look again. They say, yeah. Yep. Yep, Peter, we think that's him. Said he got long hair, <laughs> got a beard. He dark complected, got a white robe on and sandals. Yep, that's Jesus. So Peter says, Lord, if that's you, he said, oh, he said, what elder? Bid me to come. Bid me to come. And then the Lord said what? Come. So when Peter stepped out the boat, he didn't step on the water. He stepped on the word. He, he stepped on the word. Because Jesus said, I'm the word, I'm the truth, and I am the light. Did he not say it? He stepped on the word. He said, oh, were you playing on word? Well, I'll show you another one. Mary and Martha was down there saying, Jesus, if you wouldn't be playing down there at Jarius's house, say you would come, your cousin wouldn't be dead. It wasn't nothing in those days for Lazarus, you know, many Lazarus in the time, but it wasn't nothing for a man to lay dormant or a woman for three days. It was the fourth day when the priest come by and said, they dead, and behold, they stinketh. So Jesus showed up. Mary and Martha wouldn't shut up. They kept on yaggity, 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 yaggity. Jesus looking at them. Mary and Martha said, if you would have been here, your cousin wouldn't be dead. Jesus said, mm, roll away the stone. The Bible says Jesus wept. And then he said, now I've heard preachers preach. It ain't Bible, but I heard them preach it. Now I've heard them preach. The reason Jesus had to call Lazarus by name, because if not, the whole graveyard would have raised because there was many Lazarus in those days. That's a lie. I cannot find anywhere in the Bible that God talked in generic form. I'm telling you, when God calls your name, he knows who he's talking to. If your name's David, when he said David, it's that David, not that one and that one and that one. God don't play. I don't got to get beady out and trigger, try to figure out what's wrong with people. I'm cool with beady eyed dudes. I just ain't got to do it. I just do what Jesus does. So when he called Lazarus, he knew what Lazarus he was talking about. So he looked at Mary and Martha, and he said, hold up, girls. It's all right. Roll away the stone. He had just got finished saying, if you got faith the grain of a mustard seed, you can look at a mountain and say, remove hence to yonder place, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. See, he is the I am and the impossible, which makes it possible. But we won't get into that. And so, booyah, they roll over the stone, and he says, hey, Lazarus, come forth. Now, if we were doing them little plays like they do in all them, they, they always let the smoke come out the tomb, and then here comes Lazarus like a bunny rabbit. I'm telling you now, Lazarus didn't jump out like no bunny rabbit. When Jesus spoke the word, the word met the flesh, and the flesh got up and came out of the grave because the word said, Lazarus, come forth. 
Now I'll show you more about that word. Here's what the word said. The word said destroy this temple. That was Jesus Christ. The word said destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. And so here's what happened. He prophesied and sealed it in an envelope of love and laid it in a tomb. And when the flesh got to the word, it had no choice but to get up. That word is what's going to change you. It's that word that's going to do it. It's that word that says something is about to shift in the atmosphere. I'm here to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost, uh, God is a ray of a Sunday. Uh, God is about to bless somebody. Hey, hey, Sunday. It's the word. It's the word. So we ain't going to judge our future by our past. We ain't going to let the enemy get over on us. Because God can do anything. See, what you say is what you're going to get. What you speak, that's what's going to happen. What you decree and declare, that's what's going to happen. I know people, you call them, how you doing? I'm so sick. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't think I'll be able to come to church on Sunday. I'm so sick. Oh, okay. I probably won't be able to come next week either. I'm just so sick. You see them down at Walmart, but they can't come to church. I'm just so sick. Get away from them kind of people. If you send by somebody negative, get up and move. Huh? My God. See, what you say is what you're going to get. I'm 53 years old. I got junk. I got up this morning. Pastor, I had junk hurting on me this morning. That wasn't nothing hurting on me last week. You know why? Because I'm 53. When I was 23, I was a little different. I'm 50. When I get up in the morning, I got to stand there a little bit. I got to do my... I got to make... Then I take a step. <laughs> I, I, I got to loosen up a little bit. I got so y'all didn't know the white boy could move like that. I, I don't even I don't even want to I don't even want to throw down and show y'all. I'm gonna tell you now. But I know how. I, I, mean, I, mean like, I make sure before I take off. You say what you mean? But you know I don't go. Oh my God, I'm feeling so bad. When my feet hit the floor, first thing out of my mouth, I say, "Hey, devil, you're about to have a bad day. I'm about to open up a can of whooping on, on you. I might be hurting in my body, but my mind is straight. My mind is right. My mind is set on God. God can do anything in here. You say you believe God can do anything? Yeah, anything." Anything. I was at Pastor Collins the other day preaching. Brother Rashidi. Pastor knows him. I don't know if he's been through here, but had a woman come up to him. She said, Brother Smith, she said, I want you to pray for me. It was before service. I said, Yes, ma'am. I said, Can you can we wait till service cranks off? Let's just see what Jesus does. She goes, Oh, sure. And uh she I'm not mocking. She had a little stick. She said, I'm legally blind, been like this twenty years. And um she said, I just feel like God's gonna touch me. I said, Well, that's beautiful. I said, Well, let's just wait. See what Jesus does. So, church is going on. People are getting signs and wonders and miracles. People are getting the Holy Ghost. People are going to the tank. They're going swimming in Jesus' name. Here comes Mother. She's tapping her way on up there. I saw her coming from the side. Boy, she's tapping her way up there. When I got the thing, she said, Preacher! I said, I'm coming, Mama. I'm coming, Mama. I got down there. I said, All right. I said, What you want? You see, sis. Now, somebody would say, Well, why are you asking that? She's blind, but that don't mean she want to see. See, you get what you say. If your foot's hurting, you don't pray for your head. 
See, it's what you say is what you're going to get. If y'all do them here, don't do them no more. I'm fixing to give a little teaching lesson. Are you ready? If y'all do unspoken requests here, I know that's a cultural thing. Don't do them no more. I got a special unspoken request. Ten more years. I got a special unspoken request. Another ten years. I got a special unspoken request. Reason you got a special unspoken request is because you never opened your mouth and said what you needed. You can't find nowhere in the Bible where Jesus got beady-eyed and tried to figure out what was wrong with people. The Bible says he showed up, and every place he showed up, the Bible said the crowd came to him. And he would look and say, what you got need of? The blind dude said, duh, Lord, I'm blind. He said, no problem. Go wash a little bit. He washed. He come back and said, well, what up? He said, woo, I see men as trees. So apparently he had saw before. I see men as trees. Did he not? Jesus said, let's pray again. I'm in the Word. So Jesus had to pray again. So Mama comes up, sticking off. I said, what you want, Mama? She said, bless me. I'm blind. I said, well, I know that, but what you want? She said, well, I don't want to be blind. I said, there you go. I said, now, do you want a healing or do you want a miracle? Or is this a creative miracle? Now, let me help us here. A healing is a process. It starts now and ends up down the road. Am I preaching too long? Okay. 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 So uh, 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 a healing is, it starts now and ends up down the road. A miracle is starts now and ends now. A creative miracle is born one way, but God making you whole. See, we never talk about creative miracles. A healing's a process. A miracle is instantaneously. A creative miracle is born one way, but God making you whole. I'll give you an instance in a minute. So, well, I said, Mama, what you want? You want a healing? You want a miracle? Was you born that way? Oh, no, sir. But I've been blind 20 years because of diabetes. I said, no problem. I said, so you want a healing or a miracle? She said, I think I'd go ahead and take a miracle. I said, well, beautiful. See, you get what you ask for. I pray for people all the time, Elder. What would you like the Lord to do? Here's their favorite answer. Whatever the will of the Lord. Here's the will of the Lord. The will of the Lord is for you to make a decision. What do you want? I can't find nowhere in the Bible where God hummed, drummed around and said, Well, you know, uh, what? huh? it was like, what you got need of? They'd say, da, da, da. He'd say, no problem. What you got need of? No problem. What you got? Some places in the Bible says he healed them all. Then there's other places in the Bible that he said, I'm marvel because of the unbelief. So I had to go around the village teaching. And then the Bible says, and I laid hand on a few sick folk and healed them. Not all, but a few. Mm. So unspoken requests don't work. You got to say what you want. A healing's a process. A miracle's instantaneous. A creative miracle is born one way, but God making you whole. She said, I'd go ahead and take a miracle. I said, beautiful. Brother Rashidi's church, you'd have to go. It seats about 3,000 people. It's about 200 and something feet across. And we're on one side of the church. Bishop, we're on one side of the church. Man, I pray for her. I said, Lord, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's the retina. I don't know what it is. I said, but Jesus, you made them eyes. And I said, and your reputation's on the line. It ain't my reputation. 
I mean, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm just going to pray the prayer of faith. If it happens, I'm going to rejoice. If it don't happen, it's like a bad haircut. Next. I mean, what, what am I going to do? I met a joker one time. He told me, he said, I'm a healer. I said, no, you're not. You're an idiot. <laughs> you stupid. That's what you are. Ain't nobody a healer but Jesus Christ. Ain't nobody, getting the, ain't nobody getting the glory but Jesus Christ. Any man that's taking the glory for himself, you mark me down. He's a shyster. It's all about him. It's all about him getting more money, and it's all about him raping the people. You can work signs and wonders and miracles and still go to hell. See, signs and... Oh, I'm going to take my time. Signs and wonders and miracles have nothing to do with salvation. Signs and wonders and miracles have everything, everything to do with just faith and belief. I know men that can work signs and wonders and miracles, and they as lost as Tom's turkey. They're in false doctrine. They're Trinitarian. They do not believe in one God. So you can work miracles and signs and wonders and still go to hell. Because that Bible said, except a man's born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So don't let all that pulling rabbits out to help fascinate you. Because, listen, you say, well, why would God use them? I got Bible for you. Are you ready? Jesus used in the Bible a donkey. He used bushes, and he used a rooster. So if he used that, he can use me, and he can use them. Because he's willing to use anything that's available. Jesus will never punish his people for an idiot in the pulpit. It's getting right, but it's getting tight. They're getting tight. I'm blowing some people out the water, but I thought, brother, was so. Yeah, really. I tell people all the time, go on, keep going, keep watching them. When you get sick, see if they're gonna come pray for you. When, when you're going through all kind of hell, see if they come. They might send you a letter and ask for twenty-five more, but see if they're gonna come pray for you. You better be in a church that when you get sick, the man of God gonna come. You, 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 you better be in a church that when you get in trouble, you got somebody you can put your hands on and say, Hey, Joker, lay hands on me. I'm going through hell. Somebody said, Are you against all them? No, I'm, I'm just telling you like it is. Somebody said, Well, why are they growing? Why are them charismatic churches growing by leaps and bounds? You want me to tell you why? I got the answer. I ain't scared to say it. The reason the charismatic churches are growing by leaps and bounds is because it's the largest hell field that the devil has. Because everybody thinks they say, but they won't take on the name. Anybody can draw a crowd at a circus. Anybody can draw a crowd at a circus. I don't need no lights and I don't need no smoke. I tell people the reason you got them lights and you got all that smoke is because you're trying to re-image God. You're trying to create an atmosphere that's not even there. I'm not against lights and smoke. I'm just saying I, it chokes me down. <laughs> I prayed for Mama. She opened her eyes. We're on this side of the church. We're looking that way. I said, Mama, what you see? She goes, oh, Brother Smith. She said, oh. I said, it's all right, Mama. 
I ain't no healer. I just know him. What you see? She go, well, to be honest, I don't see nothing. She said, it's just a white screen over there. I said, beautiful. She goes, well, why is that? I said, because there ain't nothing on the screen, Mama. It's white. <laughs> I had to pick with her. Y'all don't get offensive. I said, you ain't against white folk, are you? <laughs> she goes, you so crazy. I said, I said, what you, she said, really, Brother Smith, it's white. I said, good, Mama. There's nothing on the screen. It is white. She goes, rubs her eyes, and she goes, yeah, there ain't nothing on the screen. It's white. I said, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's white. You're seeing. She goes, I am seeing. While I'm telling her that, they got to sing a song. You know, you can't sing unless the words is on the screen. You know what I'm talking about? They people are like, I can't worship. There ain't no words on the screen. All of a sudden, when I'm telling her that, words come up on the screen. She goes, Brother Smith? I'm like, yeah. She goes, there's words on that screen. I said, yeah. She said, let me start reading them. I said, hold on. Let me put you in the mic. And Brother Rashida run over, Mom David run over, Dad run over, and they looked, they said, Brother Smith, she's seeing. I'm like, yep, she's seeing. You said, what I'm trying to tell you? I'm telling you, God is a miracle worker. Only God can do that. I can tell you about thousands of miracles. I can tell you about the dead being raised in the States, not overseas where you can't check it out. I told somebody that day, I wish you quit lying on God. He's doing too many good things for you to have to lie. I said, if you get to preaching the Word and preaching what Jesus do, you'd be seeing signs and wonders and miracles. You wouldn't have to come up with some Jim Fooey stuff. That Word don't lie, y'all. That Word is truth. It says, again, you have not because you ask not. Isn't it amazing how we can have faith for somebody else, but we can't have faith for ourselves? But today, God is going to bless us in this house. So we're not going to let the enemy judge our future by our past. We're going to believe that whatever God wants to do in this service, he can do it. I was with Brother Stark. I was telling you about Brother Stark. Me and Brother Stark was together. I'm going to just tell you this story, and we're going to pray. (laughs) We'll see where Jesus wants to go. Hey, man, come up. He's 70. I knew I didn't know that now, but I know now. I didn't know it then. He's 73. Came up. I said, sir, what do you want me to pray for? And he said, well, he said, I'd like the Holy Ghost. I said, beautiful. So we repented. I laid hands on him. He received the gift of the Holy Ghost. and We rejoiced over that. And uh, I said, well, is there anything else you'd like? He goes, well, he said, uh, boy, he said, that was really something there. I said, yeah. He said, that, that Holy Ghost was really, whoo. He said, I never did that before. I said, beautiful. He said, I was saying words I didn't understand. I said, that's the Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Ghost is not your language. The Holy Ghost is a heavenly language. Whether you speak one word, ten words, a thousand words, or they carry you out of here, here talking in tongues, that's the same Holy Ghost. There's no such thing as a big Holy Ghost, a medium Holy Ghost, and a big daddy Holy Ghost. There's one Holy Ghost. I know I'm against a little culture. I know I'm not stupid. I know against a certain mentalities. I, I know where you know you think you've got to have white gloves on. They've got to talk in tongues for 15 minutes before they got it. That's not Bible. That's called culture. That's tradition. 
It got, I got three amens <laughs> and about 60 offended. <laughs> Nowhere in the Bible can you find where you got to have your hands up to get the Holy Ghost. Nowhere in the Bible do you got to find you got to be crying to get the Holy Ghost. Nowhere in the Bible do you got to find that you got to get weed out your pocket to get the Holy Ghost. Don't let me forget about the guy. I got to tell you all this. This is funny. Now, if y'all easily offended, you might as well go ahead. You come back next Sunday. I was praying for a girl the other day. Pastor, she got the Holy Ghost. Bam. I mean, man, she was speaking in tongues. She looked a little rough, you know, but boy, I mean, she, boy, she's getting with it, man. She's speaking in tongues. See, that wasn't tongues. I just got big lips. <laughs> she's speaking it. You all right? You need a little air, baby? You all right? I'm, I'm buttoning your jacket. That's what's wrong. I'm buttoning your jacket. That's what's wrong. It's okay. See, I know what y'all, I know what people are thinking right now. It, this is supposed to be like, oh, ooh, 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 mystical. People think if it ain't mystical, it's not a move of God. Really? Show me that in the Bible. You don't have to be mystical. I prayed for that old girl. She got the Holy Ghost. She sat down. She was just, she stood up. She got the Holy Ghost again. I'm like, man, she's getting it. They got a church about about this size, Pastor, just a little longer, and they got a side door. The Lord is my witness. I will let you call my buddy. She runs out. She opens the door and sticks one foot out. We're in the front of the sanctuary. She reaches in her blouse and whips out a joint. And if y'all don't know what they look like, I'm just telling you, I know what they do. I didn't always do this. <laughs> I've been locked up and locked down. <laughs> I promise you, y'all don't have a clue. My girl whips out and she. I told my buddy, I said, Don, my girl's smoking reefer, man. He goes, Are you kidding me? I'm like, No, look. So I go over. I didn't inhale, I was just close. <laughs> I said, I said, what are you doing? She goes, oh, preacher. She says, that whole, ooh, that Holy Ghost. She said, nothing like that ever happened. And she said, I'm being honest. She said, she said, I'm just trying to calm my nerves. She's over here. She, I mean, she, I mean, she's pulling it down. So you know, I didn't want her to waste it. I said, "Baby, don't waste that little bit. Eat it. That's the best part." And so, you know, because I'm planning on Jesus delivering her, but she's brand new. See, and some of y'all thinking I'm crazy, but you've been living for God for ten years and still can't live right. Don't judge her. It's she brand new. Don't judge her. Don't be trying to clean them up before you catch them. Let God work on them. They ain't but one God, and you ain't Him. My girl, she put, I'm, seriously, I'm, a, I'm like, whoa. She come back in. I said, you all right? She goes, I, I think so. I said, all right. I said, everything good out there? She goes, yeah, yeah. She said, I'll tell you what. She said, hit me with it again. But that by that Holy Ghost. 
talked to my buddy the other day. I said, hey, how's my weed girl? He said, bro, she don't smoke weed no more. Says she's still coming to church. Got her in Bible study, baptized her in Jesus' name, and she got her family coming. I'm telling somebody, I'm not going to let the devil judge my future by my past because my past has been redeemed. Thank y'all for not falling out and leaving. Some people, some churches couldn't handle that. You know, the most staunch churches, you know. The most white shirt brigade guys, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't all move with God if it slapped them in the forehead. Gee, I can't stand that mess. What, was I talking about my dude? Yeah. So, I pray for him. He gets the Holy Ghost. I said, what else you want? And he said, I'm going to tell you this and we're going to pray. Promise. He said, I'd like to see. I'm like, oh, you can't see? He goes, uh. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know why I'm talking about eyes today. I don't know. It's the second time the Lord put that on my spirit to talk about that. So anyway, I pray. I said, can you see? He goes, nope. I'm like, okay. I thought, let's pray again. And that's what Jesus did. So I said, we'll pray again. So I prayed again. We got done praying. I said, can you see? He goes, mm-mm. I'm like, okay. I said, I'm going to pull the next Jesus move. The next Jesus move is some folk he prayed, and, and then they didn't get a miracle. He just said, be healed and go that way. So, I mean, what am I going to do? I'm like, well, okay. I said, uh, I'll do what Jesus did. I said, be healed and go that way. He's just standing there. He goes, oh, okay. I said, okay. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I mean, what am I going to do? I mean, I can't, you know, can you see now? <laughs> yeah, I see stars. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. I turn around, Pastor, and I'm walking, and the guy goes, whoa. And, and I'm like, so I turn around. He goes, whoa. And I'm like, I'm like, hmm. He goes, whoa, whoa. And I'm thinking, I might as well join in with him. I'm like, whoa. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe we, maybe we generating something. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, y'all, I'm telling y'all, I'm transparent. I can't help it. Every time I see God do something miraculous, I don't care what y'all say. I'm like, hmm. Ooh. Man, when I saw the dead raised, I don't care what nobody says. Four EMTs, one doctor. Everybody coded him. He's dead. Period. They done brought in the gurney. Dead. I said, man, you need to get up. I said, in Jesus' name, you not dead. You need to get up. All the preachers at Impact, all the preachers, Brother Carney and them all said, Bro, he dead. I said, Court Chavis, he's got his head in his lap. Court's looking at me. I'm going, Court. He goes, I'm like, Court. He goes, pray. I'm like, get up. I'm like, seriously, get up. And G-. the man sat up and went, Aah. I'm like, uh-oh, he just got up. Four EMTs, two doctors said, he's up. I said, yep, he's up. Ain't no hearsay. My man goes, whoa. I'm like, whoa. He goes, whoa, whoa. 
I'm like, whoa. So I stop. I said, hey, hey, look at me. Look, look this way. I said, what you woeing about? He said, I, I can see. I said, oh, okay. I said, what do you see? He says, I don't know, sir. He said, I've never saw before. I was born blind. 73 years old. I'm telling somebody in the house here today, Jesus can do anything. I said, the Lord can do anything. All right. I'm done preaching. I preached way too long, but we're having fun. So here we go. Nobody's going to call you out today. You like that and I like that. Nobody's going to embarrass nobody today. You like that and I really like that. Okay? All right? And and I'm giving some instructions now. I'm done preaching. Ain't nobody going to shake on you today. You like that and I like that. Ain't nobody going to grab your cheek like that today. We all like that. Ain't nobody going to do what I'm going to about. We ain't going to be doing that. Ain't nobody going to be rubbing you down today. Ain't nobody going to put you in a circle and push you back and forth and scream, hold on, come on, let go. But today, we're going to just talk to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's simple. All you got to do is say, Lord, this is what I need. Okay? So nobody will call us out today. Nobody will embarrass us today. In a few minutes... We'll come to the front as a family. Is that fair enough? Okay. In a few minutes, I'm going to ask everyone to bow their head and close their eyes. Not right now, but in a few minutes. Now, when I said that, immediately people say, ooh, ooh, pastor done brought in that redneck, and he's crazy. I've got to keep my eye on him. He's scaring me. So you say, why do you want me to bow my head and close my eyes? The reason I do that is, number one, I want you to be real with yourself. Second reason I ask people to bow their head and close their eyes is because we live in a nosy world. You raise your hand, your neighbor goes, what'd you do? (laughs) That's good for any mother. Yeah. What'd you do, baby? And I don't know, like the goofy button clicks on. You tell. Well, there I was. And they go, oh, my Lord. I cannot believe you done that. Oh, gee. And then we say, I know, I know. I wasn't even planning on it. The devil made me do it. And then they say, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to talk to the Lord. But before we do, tell me everything you've done. (laughs) Get it all off your chest. You better not tell your neighbor what you've done. Because about tomorrow, everybody will know. And anyway, your neighbor can't forgive you of sins. Only Jesus Christ does. So don't tell your neighbor what you've done. Because your neighbor can't forgive you. Only Jesus does. The third reason is I don't want you to say, well, I came to church today and I'm leaving the same way that I came. Why would you come to church and leave the same way you came? There's no reason in that. When you come to church, he'll let you laugh sometime. He'll let you cry sometime. He'll let you feel like a million bucks sometime. Sometime he'll make you squirm. He'll make you think somebody has told off on me and the pastor is preaching only to me. Everybody else can go home. This whole service is for me. Even the offering part was for me. (laughs) Okay, so nobody will call us out. Nobody will embarrass us. In a few minutes, we'll come to the front as a family and talk to Jesus Christ. Is that fair enough? All right, so bow your head and close your eyes.
every head bow, every eye closed in the building here today. Anybody in this uh, building here, anybody in this building, you've got pain in your body right now. You've got pain in your body. Would you lift your hand? You've got pain in your body. Hands are going up all over the building, front to the back. Pastor, if you don't mind, could you come up here with me? So the hands are going up all over the building, front to the back, side to side. Pain in your body. Lift your hands again. Nobody's looking around. Hands are lifted all over the building, front to the back, side to side in every section. All right, you can put them down. I'm not talking about once saved, always saved. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made religion. I'm not talking about accepting the Lord as your personal Savior. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made religion. I'm talking about what the Word of God says, that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one mind, one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting, appeared to them clothing tongues like as a fire, set upon each and every one of them, and they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave them utterance. Now, if you've never spoken other tongues like they did in the Bible, that doesn't mean something's wrong with you. That just means it's a gift that comes from God that you haven't received yet. And as far as you know, with your walk with Jesus Christ, you've never spoke that heavenly language like they did in the Word of God. Would you lift your hand? You've never spoke that heavenly language. All right, there's hands going up. There's more hands going up. There's more hands going up. There's more hands going up. That's beautiful. You can put them down. Thank you so much. Now, here we go. I don't know. It might be uh, your marriage. It might be your relationship. It might be your finances. It might be your workforce. It might be your ministry. Every time you try to do something for the kingdom of God, it seems like the enemy comes in like a flood and tries to destroy you and not let you achieve the goal that you feel that God has for you. And you're in this house here today, and you say, you know what? I'm not going to let the devil judge my future by my past. But I'm going to let God, and I'm going to ask God to handle a situation for me. And you're in this building here today, and you want Jesus to handle a situation for you. Would you lift your hand? You're being honest. Hands are being lifted all over this building, front to the back, side to side, in every section. You can put them down. Thank you so much. Last question. Before you lift your hand, just listen. If the Lord came today, if the Lord came in the next hour, are you ready? If the answer is no, if the answer is I'm not for sure, if the answer is let me repent and move some stuff around, all those answers are beautiful because here's why. The Lord Jesus Christ has not come back for his bride yet. That means that we still have a chance to be renewed or refilled in the gift of the Holy Ghost. The trump of God, the second coming, the catching away has not taken place. That means you still have a chance to be renewed or refilled in the gift of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And you're in this building here today. And you're going to be honest with God and you're going to be honest with yourself and say, I need to be renewed or refilled for if you would come, Lord, in the next hour, I need to make sure that all is right between you and I. Would you lift your hand? You're being honest. All right. That's beautiful. Hands lifted all over the building. You can put them down. Thank you so much. You can lift your head and open your eyes. Thanks for being obedient today. Every head was bowed. Every eye was closed. Thank you for doing that. Today in this service, about 90% of the building lifted their hands today. Somebody says, 90%? Mm -hmm. You know what that means? We're in the right place. Because the Bible says that no man comes to the Father except the Spirit draws him. 
And in the last days, I will raise them up. So everybody that's here today, it's because the Spirit of the Lord has drawn us here. You're not here because it's Sunday. You're not here because of an invitation. You're not here because somebody knocked on your door. We are here today because Jesus drew us to this house today. That's why we're here. That's why 90% of the building lifted their hand. Because Jesus said, I'm going to get my babies together. And I'm going to bless them. I'm going to anoint them. I'm going to do what they're looking for me to do. Okay? So, in a few moments, I'm still giving instructions. In a few moments, if you're able to stand, in a few moments, I'm going to ask you to stand. If you're not able to stand, you're not being rude, you're not being disrespectful, you're just not able to stand. All right? And then, everybody that raised their hand in a few moments, I'm going to ask us to come down. All right? Now, you might be next to a friend, a family member, a co-worker. You might be next to a guest you never met, but doesn't matter. Welcome to the friendliest church in town. So, you might be a guest, and you want to go pray, and you thinking, mm-mm, I ain't going by myself down there. Well, here's how it works at this church. It's easy. You just reach over and say, hey, I want to go pray. That person will say, okay, let's go. So you come. Packed house today. You might be in the middle and you're thinking, I want to go pray, but there's people on both sides of me. How do I get out? It's easy here. You tap them on the shoulder, say, excuse me, I need to get out. If they don't move, run over them. And then when they get up, we'll pray for them. First of all, for rebellion. (laughs) I'm kidding. I never had that second one happen, but I'm waiting for it any moment. Okay? Now, people raised their hand today, Pastor, that said, I would like to talk to Jesus about the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. People lifted their hands today and said, you know what? I'd like to be renewed or refilled. Can I put a clause in that? To be renewed or refilled doesn't mean you sinned. To be renewed or refilled means God... I'm filling my cup back up because I got to live in this horrible world all next week. See, I'm feeling, you know what, me, I get filled up and then I start letting it run over. That way when I get mad, I still got the Holy Ghost. That way when I get offended, I still got the Holy Ghost. That way when I seem like my workload's getting a little bit too much, I still got the Holy Ghost. See, but when you're running on half a cup, and you get mad, you, you lose about another quarter. <laughs> but if you filled up and it's rolling over, you can afford to lose a little bit. So to be renewed or refilled doesn't mean you sinned. It means you saying, hey, Jesus, I'm here to get tanked back up. Okay? So the greatest miracle is not blind eyes being opened today or a limb coming straight or the dead being raised or... Or, or diabetes being taken care of, or cancer being burnt out. The greatest miracle is someone saying, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost, and being baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. That's the greatest miracle that anyone could ever receive. So, in a few moments, everybody that raised their hand for the gift of the Holy Spirit, or they raised their hand because they wanted to be renewed in the gift, I'm going to let you come first. And then everybody else that raised your hand, I'm going to let them come in behind you. And then we're going to repent as a family. I'm going to lead us in the prayer of repentance. We're going to repent as a family. 
And then after we repent, we're just going to start saying, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Now, let me break it down Cajun style, all right? Redneck style. Here we go. If all you know is English and you begin to speak a language you don't understand, congratulations. That's the evidence of the Holy Ghost, and now you're bilingual. If you're already bilingual and you start speaking a language you don't understand, congratulations, that's the evidence of the Holy Ghost, and now you're trilingual. If you're trilingual and you start speaking a language you don't understand, you're smart, and that's the Holy Ghost. It's when you move out of your known tongue into an unknown tongue. Every place in the Word of God that someone received the Holy Ghost, the Bible said, for we heard them speak with other tongues. This is not the Holy Ghost. Jesus, 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's not the Holy Ghost. It's when you move out of your known tongue into an unknown tongue. I know I'm giving a little teaching here. One word, ten words, a thousand words, or they carry you out of here speaking in tongues. It's the same Holy Ghost. It's when you move out of your known into the unknown. See, that is the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Everybody okay? All right. If uh, all right, who's going to help us in the altar today, Pastor? Oh, all the people that was trained yesterday, come line up this way and face the crowd. <laughs> come on, stand by me. I like you. I like this man right here. That's a good man right there. You can tell. All right. Yeah. Which one's your wife? She'll point out to me. Uh-oh. She a good girl? Yeah. Huh? You better say that. We're in the microphone. All right. All right. Here's what I'd like us to do. If you're able to stand, I'd like for us to stand. If you're able to stand. Okay. Again, you might be next to a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a guest. You raised your hand because you wanted to talk to Jesus about the Holy Ghost or you wanted to talk to Jesus about being renewed or refilled. Now, don't get worried. We're going to have signs and wonders and miracles because the Bible says that after they had received the gift of the Holy Ghost, signs and wonders and miracles followed. We're just sticking with the Bible, okay? But if you would like to talk to Jesus about receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost or you'd like to talk to Jesus about being renewed or refilled in the gift of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, I'm just asking you to step out and just begin to come down. Would you do that for me? And here they come. Let's give them a hand clap of praise. Come on. Let's do it right now. That's all right. Let's do it right now. All right, come on. Let's give them a hand clap of praise. They're coming down. All right, come on. Y'all come on down some more. Because I got people coming in behind you. I got people coming on in behind you. Yeah. All right. All right. Say, is it going to happen today? Yes, it's going to happen. You say, how do you know it's going to happen? Because Jesus is awesome. <laughs> All right? So I need you to listen. All right? Now, we got folks. Now, if you lifted your hand that you would like Jesus to do something else for you, would you step out and come in behind these beautiful people? Would you step out? And here they come. 
Let's give them a hand clap while they come. Was that okay today, Mother? Okay, we're going to believe, Mama. We're going to believe. Did I do okay today? I got your approval? Okay, I like it. All right. All right, so here we go. Hey, Ma. We're going to believe it, Mama. I like it. Uh-huh. You get Oh, yeah. All right, here's what we're going to do. The altar ministers, I only know one person here, and that's your pastor. I don't know anyone here. So when you're praying with someone and you hear them speak with other tongues, you know what tongues are. You agree with that person that they're speaking with tongues. Wave your hand at me or pastor. It's not about numbers. It's about God getting glory. Okay? And then when we're done praying for the Holy Ghost, we'll find out what Jesus has done. But I'm depending on you to... Make sure you get my attention. I'll say, there's a one getting the Holy Ghost, and there's another one getting the Holy Ghost. And then you leave that person and go pray for someone else, because look how many people wants to be prayed for. Just keep going through the crowd. If you're in the crowd here and you feel somebody brushing by you, it's okay. It's one of the altar workers going to the next person. Don't worry about it. And then after we do that, we're going to pray for something different, okay? But we're going to repent together as a family right now. Are you okay? Let's all repent. Say, Lord... Forgive me of all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, for everything that I've thought, that I've done, that I've said, and that I've heard. Forgive me, Lord, of things I don't even realize I have done. I give myself 100% to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my miracle. For my deliverance. For my healing. Thank you, Lord, for filling me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. The evidence of speaking with other tongues. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. All over the house, I want you to start saying, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Altar ministers, find somebody to lay your hands on right now. By the authority in the Word of God. And by the power of the name Jesus, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Come on. That's right. Lay your hands upon them right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. God, let them speak with other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gives them utterance. Right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right now. Right now. Come on. Let it flow right now. Come on. Let it flow right now. Let it flow right now. In the name of Jesus. Now I say, God. Now I say, God. Another one right there. There's about three right there so far receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now 
Just had another one get the Holy Ghost. There's four right there. Come on, let's believe right now. Let's believe right now.
We got one right here, Mother. Right here. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. All right, let me just ask a question. Let me ask a question. If you come up here today for the gift of the Holy Spirit, you came up here today and you heard yourself speak that heavenly language. That's what you heard today. You heard yourself speaking that heavenly language. Would you raise your hand? I won't embarrass you. I just want to, I just want to raise your hand. Here's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 